Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Bedford. You know, your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back, as always, on Wednesday, we let him go over, talk golf on Tuesdays. He comes back. No hat today, Andy. Did you get your hairs cut? I did. Yesterday was haircut day. It's not, it's not sitting as well as I'd like to. I might go back, complain. It takes a day or two. Yeah, that's that, like, when I, when I pay, would you like a receipt? Like, I can't return a haircut, but maybe I should have got one. No, she did a great job. It was a good haircut. And yes, it is a hatless Wednesday as we are here on hump day, just betting, ready to get. Uh, yeah, and I'm going I'm going to Vegas this weekend. You have to get a haircut the week before weddings, funerals, and trips to Vegas. So looking good today. And honestly, Monday might be my funeral. I just realized like <laughs> I have a dentist appointment either Monday or Tuesday. That's totally like, scheduled. You, you know how you feel after a weekend in Vegas? Like nothing is going to make that better. Like a dentist appointment. Jesus Christ, Andy. I don't like I legitimately might just not go. I'll, I should bad. call them. That'd be rude. You did a bad job scheduling that. I did a pretty bad job. So maybe I can push that back to later in the week. What I like to do when I get back from Vegas, um, not the dentist, I like to go to a uh what do they call it? A sauna. Yeah. And just sit there. They used to have these. You can't find them anymore, but they used to have Gatorades with like a, a bale on the handle where, I mean, it was like a calf gale and a Gatorade. Yeah. Remember those? No, that's, They're I hard to find those at the grocery store. I use, Maybe that's a good spot. You just can't get them at the convenience store. But I used to buy one of those and I'd sit in the, in the sauna until it was gone. Just try to push the sin and toxins out. But I digress. Um, the tour, the golf tour, one of them, the PGA, playoffs. the uh, the playoffs is headed to Memphis, Tennessee, where it has been raining sideways for like three days straight. That course is underwater, man. But they are going to play. It looks like today is equally as shitty for weather. Tomorrow and the rest of the weekend are just going to be hot. So hot and humid. The storms did nothing to knock down the heat. It's going to be a four days of tournament play down there at the St. Jude Championship. And I got a couple matchups I wanted to go over for today. I ended up playing six full tournament matchups, which is some weeks I only have two or three. It was a full card this week, which was nice since I was a little lighter on uh, a few other things, especially outrights. I only ended up playing two or three. So um, just off the bat, I never know if I should capitalize this S, and I always do. So if, if anyone... Don't try to blame Dan for that. That is me. I capitalize that S every time. So Mr. Neesmith over Bucket Hat, Joel Dahman. Pretty close if you just look at their their overall rankings. But, man, T to green and not only T to green, but short game for Dahman over the last, like, 25, 50 rounds have been pretty rough. Like his putting has been horrible. Putting is going to be easier here. You can make a case for some of the guys who can't putt, which I do all the time. But uh, between that and his ball striking being like, I don't know, bottom quarter, but the bottom quartile in the field for the most part, seen him play okay last week. And uh, actually the only matchup I lost was against Dominic in full tournament, but I don't know. That That's just one tournament. You're not going to be able to play this course like we played last week. So I like this one quite a bit. I even laid the stroke in half because Neesmith Smith was a decent sized favorite. So plus 105. And then uh, just for tomorrow only, 
a round one matchup, which I also liked, between two guys that are pretty equally ranked. If you go look at it, actually, they tee off together. I believe they are in the same threesome. But uh, Mito, the Chilean Pereira over Killer Keith Mitchell, really, really similar uh, games as far as how they make things happen until you get to the approach game. Mitchell's approach game has been sort of rough. If you look at a decent sized sample, even like, you know, last 24 or so, like again, he is somewhere who is, or someone who's in the bottom. There's only 122 and Matsuyama just dropped out. So I think we're down to 121. I have him roughly in like 90th as far as approach game. So he is again, in the bottom quartile of your approach guys. And that's how you win this tournament. You do need to hit your iron sphere, tiny, tiny greens. That's why the putt, it's like, oh, putting's easy. It's because the greens are small and it doesn't count as a putt if you miss the green. You know, So it's kind of one of those context things where you're not going to have 75 foot putts with small greens. But I uh, I really, really don't like guys who whose approach game isn't at least mediocre this week so going against mitchell prayer over mitchell tomorrow only minus 105 round one play i'll have more of those in the discord uh, over at bexford's golf as i figure out the rest of my card for the day i like it and i saw in the chat the capital s is how you tell the difference between the guy from the monkeys and the golfers so you got it right capital s for golf and I, I've, I've mentioned this before i love that he his Twitter handle is how he phonetically spells his name. It's K E N N K N E E, like your body part, the knee, Smith. So he lets you know right in the Twitter handle how to say the name right. It is not Nay Smith. It is for sure Nee Smith. Um, some rain, some rain in tennis too, but it did not affect your women. It was uh, Montreal was the poopy part. Um, women got the better the better end of the draw this year, hanging out in Toronto, and a bunch of good matches. Uh, there's some weirdness so far. Did you have you caught the first part of this Anna Samova match? She just got absolutely dummied, and she's down a break in the second as well. I don't know. Looking forward to bigger tournaments. This is a pretty big tournament. Yeah, something's off with her, and I'm disappointed I didn't take Pliskova. The price at open was pretty close to bettable, and it got knocked down a little bit. So, you know, kudos to anybody that did have a Pliskova ticket in her pocket. It's just a, a brutal combination of Pliskova not getting enough credit for, honestly, how high her floor is. I mean, a bad match for her is better than a lot of women's, honestly, average match. So you kind of combine with the fact that Anna Samova's been playing really up and down tennis lately, and I was a little surprised she was such a big favorite, but yeah, I watched a little bit of the first set. Something's not right. I don't know if she's 100% or um, we'll see if she finishes the match and what she says afterwards. But, yeah, something's not quite right there. Yeah. But uh, of the matches that aren't happening yet, it looks like you've you've played a few. Just a handful. You know, just a few matches here or there. I think I do have a bet for, like, 40% of the matches in Toronto. But let's dive in and we'll get started again. Uh, try to stack these in order the first one up here, Jesse Pagula is going to be playing Asia Muhammad. Asia Muhammad, one of my favorite names. Some of the WT names are great. There's a uh, Hurricane Tiger Black as well as an Asia Muhammad. But I digress. Give me the under here. Um, Pagula has absolutely been blowing people out, especially um, lower-ranked players and players with just a, a giant talent gap, which is what we have here. Muhammad was great, got an upset victory for us in her first-round match, came through qualifying as uh, 
the talent level of a player who is going to do very well at ITF events, which we see maybe succeed at some of these lower events, but it generally gets pummeled by some of the better WTA players. So give me the under here. I uh, was able to get 19 and a half yesterday. If you want to sell down to 19, that's fine. Go for that too. I, again, if Kagula wins this, it's pretty stinking quickly. And I'd rather just take the under 19 here than land the spread. The spread's right around five and a half, six. So if you're looking at 6363, we turn a win into a push. And again, I got to worry about that spread. Maybe Pogula, something's wrong today. And I got the small chance of maybe Muhammad winning quickly. Either way, um, had this closer to 18 and a half myself. So like the under here. And we're going to parlay together two favorites, Paula Bedosa, right around minus 290 or so at the price that I was able to get here. That's starting to leak out to minus 300. That's still okay. Goes up against Yulia Putinseva. Again, similar kind of the Pogula match. Um, Putinseva much better than Muhammad, but. Just a big talent gap difference here. And Bedosa's handled Putin Seva relatively easy when they have played. And it's just putting together some nice tennis. Just hard for me to really have these two even close. And even at 300, I had this closer to minus 400 myself. So I'll put her together with Annette Contivate, who's actually one of our outrights. Um, only minus 230 here against Jill Teichman. And this number is starting to get pushed out. So um, hopefully you can still find this. I'm starting to see 240s and stuff. I guess everyone woke up and realized that Contivate was um, a little too long in the odds, if you will. So again, I'm still a huge favorite, but much better than Jill Teichman. I think this is going to be a quick match. I might look at a second set under here live, um, especially if Contivate wins the first set relatively soundly. Teichman is not someone that really has hung around well against this type of player. So give me Contivate, give me Bedosa, put them together, even money. Layla Annie Fernandez, we bet this one yesterday at minus two and a half, and um, it's taking a little bit of money here. If you want the two and a half now, looks like you have to pay a little bit of extra juice to, again, try to sell out to the three for a better price. I think anything minus three at better than standard juice or better looks pretty good here. Um, should just be a nice, comfortable win for her over Beatriz Adad Maya. And, uh, you know, maybe BHM pushes her a little bit, but we've really seen kind of a decline in BHM's play, especially against some better players here. And then Zhang Quin Yen, continue to love her as an underdog. This number's a little bit on the move. Actually, apologies. This took a big jump um, in the last 10 minutes or so. We're seeing plus 290 before we started. Now down to plus 260. So poke around. Don't play this any lower than plus 280. And the handicap, I was able to get five games. If you have four and a half, hopefully it's at less than standard juice. But this one's on the move. Poke around. You might be able to find some stale numbers. Ohm's Jabor might just blow her off the court. That's a real possibility here. But Jabor comes in absolutely cold. Uh, Zhang with a match or two under her belt. It's been quite a while since Jabor's played, so I think Zeng not only has the quality to push Jabor here and make the match tight, but like the Jabor's coming in here without having played for a little while. And then we go into Concord. Again, I've said it a couple times already. This is like AAA tennis. You'll be able to find it in your book pretty easily under either one of those titles there, but we'll start with it over. Anna Blinkova and Bernarda Pera. This will be right around 130 or so. Pretty simple. Have this at 21 and a half. I'm seeing a cheap 21. Um, there's some 20 and a halves out there. Look for 21, less than standard juice. If you've got 20 and a half, anything minus 15 or better is probably okay there. Those are the two numbers that are kind of floating around. But again, should be a competitive match. Two players of fairly um, even level of play and le even level of talent. I think we'll push each other. Might see a long first set here. This is one of the few matches where I think we might even see a long second set. So if we get a 6-2, 6-3 here in the first, don't worry. I think we still have a chance even as the match goes later. Katie Volnitz will keep backing her. Um, took care of Greet Minnan. Pretty much no problem there whatsoever. Goes against Harmony Tan. Tan still getting a ton of credit from performances on grass. Um, not necessarily what she's done on hard courts. I have Volnitz a pretty solid favorite here, like minus 160, minus 165. And I get a little nervous in some of these smaller tournaments. It's kind of hard to figure out how everybody's doing. But 
at that edge, it would normally be a bigger play. I'm going to stick to a standard number, though. Minus 115, minus 120 or better looks really good. And then finally, Wang Jiang. Um, you'll see three and a half games if you open up most places. If you have a cheap three and a half, that's okay. But I sold it out to four for plus money. Again, three and a half at standard is fine, too. Um, just playing a level way above where Golubich is here. And when Wang wins, she generally wins by quite a bit. So if it's not too late to get a DFS lineup, she's a great DFS play today. And if you have a book that will let you sell out a little further, sprinkle some minus five and even some minus six at some big numbers. Again, I think she wins pretty comfortably today. So a decent amount of tennis to keep you busy this afternoon, Andy. Yeah, that's a ton. All North American too, and especially play some. There's some men's tennis if you're into the ATP. Got a couple under right now. Rude's playing Tommy, Tommy Paul and Carlos Alcaraz. I can't imagine Tommy Paul stays in that. And yeah, Ansamova has not won a game in the second set. Yeah, she's really struggling. She, you know what? I will watch later. Uh, and actually, this isn't too long. Brooksby and RBA. I could. I could probably take that one in. Actually, uh, Francis and Fritz. There's some decent matches. It is a it is a bigger event. You do get a lot of the big names, uh, at least the ones who are allowed in Canada. As once we get to the U.S. Open, we'll talk a little more about the vaccination Those status of your your <laughs> odds-on favorite at most books. Probably isn't playing the U.S. Open, so I, I guess maybe, vaccine conversations. Yeah, if if you if you are dying to get back into some vaccine conversations, you miss COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID talk. It's like, oh man, bring that back. But like Novak Djokovic is probably not playing the US Open. So if you have someone you like in the futures market, you're probably getting a little bit of value just because he is eating up a fair amount of the equity in that market, despite a massive, you know, overlay on that vig because it's a futures market anyway. You are probably getting a titch of value. So if you want to bet that, maybe bet it sooner than later before we actually get to, is it Flushing Meadows? Indeed in Flushing. And make sure you get your tickets early, by the way. If you may have heard, a uh, particularly famous mother will be retiring, I believe, just after the U.S. Open. You might know her as Serena Williams, probably the greatest tennis, women's tennis player of all time, arguably one of the best tennis players of all time, period, given what she's done. And looks like she'll wrap up her career. So get your tickets now, folks, because people will be there. Yeah, like me. Flew off the shelves. Literally, grew wings. Um, win total Wednesday. Yeah. I don't have a strong one this week on just the the NFC. The NFC South is what we're talking on the deep dive tonight. We'll get into the uh, Buccaneers and Saints. We talked a little uh, Falcons and Panthers. <laughs> tried to tried to muster some optimism on a Monday. It wasn't easy for either of those teams. I know Drew and I share some optimism on the Saints. That'll be a fun one tonight. And then it'll be interesting to talk about Tampa Bay and just what kind of hell they're going to be in a couple <laughs> of years based on just, oh, what they've what they've done with uh, Bill, their cap. I'm going to head back to the AFC East. I thought this number would move. And this is – I've been doing schedule evaluations this week. And Christ on a bicycle – I just can't find seven winnable games for the Jets. Like in a ton, a ton of like, I guess if you run this a million times and you look like there's so many ways for this to push in a ton of their best case scenarios. Like they win five or six games an awful lot. There's a bunch of games in the schedule against other, you know, shit heels like the bears. The bears are, 
really, really struggling. Not only did they not sign any good wide receivers, the ones they did They're sign all getting are hurt. getting hurt now. So, um, yeah, the that's a lot of So yeah, Jets under six with a plus number. I think has I hate tying up money for this long. This is a smaller bet. Like the the Bears one. The Bears one was as much as I could get on it at decent prices because there were some books that were lagging. I actually bet the Bears one across three different books because the best prices are at places like, oh, we're not taking very much on this, buddy. So my average odds averaged out to where I wanted it. But the, the places that took a lot of money were like, oh, yeah, it's minus 150 here, bud. But the Jets under six, you can find a plus number on this. They, they just not win a game until Thanksgiving. Yeah, they, they they have a rough schedule. Again, they do play the Bears and they do play the Lions, which, uh, you know, despite the optimism, that's a winnable game. They have five winnable games, I think. And, you know, things always do happen. Like we said, the Bills were probably the best team in the league last year. They lost to the Jaguars. Things like that happen all the time. The Jets will probably win a game that they were, you know, nobody looked at it at the beginning of the season and said, this is a winnable game for them. That happens. But I still think they need one of those just to even get to a push here under best-case scenario. So yeah, they just lost Mekhi Becton for a season, season-long season injury. I really, really don't like any of the things they've done at skill position, and I don't think Zach Wilson's any good. I don't think we see the second-year leap for this guy, and – I mean, it could just be a really, really messy year again. In a nice, again, it's a nice rebuild. They ended up having to tear down. This is one of those where, you know, you bring in a new set of leadership and they end up just having to tear it down because of the cap. And that's where they're at. It's it's one of those where, almost like we talked about with the Falcons, where, hey, guess what? This could be a good thing, but there's going to be a really painful year. And in the Jets' case, it's just a painful year that comes on the heel of like eight other painful years. So, go <laughs> Jets! In far you want to talk me out of Jets' fewest wins plus eight fifty, because all their winnable games come late. And if the team decides, you know, oh gee, we have zero wins through you know ten games, maybe they try some weird stuff and maybe aren't quite giving it yeah. their all, if you will. I think that'll be a very competitive field for that this year between the the Falcons, I got some Titans, Bears. the Jets, and the Bears because there's <laughs> legitimate scenarios where all those teams win, you know, one or two games based on scheduling and just the what it takes to win games like that. Like you know, you you need something like, hey, this team sucks, but the defense can play, and it kept them in a couple games and they snuck it out, or you know, they got lucky or they played really hard because they were the Lions last year, but. Man, I, uh, it's a competitive market. Eight, I'd want like 10, but Ooh. it's hard to ask for a bigger number on a team with the, the Jets roster. <laughs> I'll keep poking around. Maybe I can find a 10, but that's uh, – I didn't realize it because I, I, this was good for me. I just listened to you guys. Actually, I'm way behind on the season previews. I got the bills this afternoon. So I just heard you guys kind of rip on the Jets. That was even before, again, the Beckton injury. And it's Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Miami – Green yeah. Bay, Denver, New England, Bills by New England. Then they finally get the Bears. Like that's one in ten at best. It's not good. Yeah. So I'm uh yeah. I'm bearish 
on the Bears and the Jets. So mm-hmm. that's my that's my win total Wednesday. And uh, in a couple weeks, I think win total Wednesday might be an NBA game. So this will be fun. But I'll have more of these. I'll have another one next Wednesday. Smaller bet, but still something I liked at plus money. And then a couple of rookie of the year bets because, again, we talk about this all the time, especially I know you bring this up a lot. When you bet into you know one of the NBA markets where – it's uh, an award market in any sport. You're saying, hey, I bet this here, and I bet this one here, and I found this number at Canby Books. And if you look over at Caesars, they have this you know, <laughs> huge number on this. Like, It is the same thing in every case when you're betting awards markets. You have to look all over. And literally, right now, there are numbers on this two players I'm about to talk to that are both in the 20s. And I, I mean, I, I should check because I'd feel like a shit heel if I was lying. But I checked these numbers like, I don't know, an hour ago. And these are both still available, you know, at certain places in the offshore markets. So just some, some guys, again, rookie of the year is going to come down to opportunity. We've talked on and on and on. There's really not going to be a great opportunity for any of the quarterbacks. Ritter probably sees time. Willis could see time. I mean, even Howell Corral, like these guys could see time, but none of them are going to see enough time or I think have the ceiling to win what has usually been a quarterback award. So, again, we're looking for guys who are going to start or going to get some action, and sometimes it's quarterback be damned. It has been difficult for wide receivers to win this in the past, but, man, we just haven't had – a quarterback market like this where it's so, so weak. Like Kenny Pickett's still your favorite some places. Guy is taking second and third string reps and probably isn't starting ahead of Trubisky. It's going to be really, really, really hard for a quarterback to win this this year. So Pickens, and I'm looking right now, and again, if you may, I'll say, I'll say the name of the book at the end of the segment so you guys can, nobody goes and snipes it. But again, <clears throat> they're not taking much. You can only bet $100 each on so, I mean, it, it's not like you can go blow up this market by max. You would be maxing it at 100, but that's all you can bet. So that is the other rob. Like, if you're a guy with a big bankroll and you really want to blow up some markets. I found it. I, I, I figured you would. It's not hard to find, but I can't pick it. Well, you said the limit. That was uh... And uh, right now, 50 to 1. He's getting a lot of runs with the ones. We're seeing a lot of excitement out of Steelers camp. And quarterback be damned, like, if the guy is good and he's going to get that many targets, like, 50 to 1 is too much. Even I'd play this at 40. If you can find a 40, I'd play this. But, yeah, Pickens, the Steelers, and then Wandale. Wandale Robinson, who, another one in a spot where I don't love the quarterback, but he is on your he's on your depth charts, which I don't think the depth charts matter as much, but he's playing with the one he's impressing i didn't really watch kentucky football last year so i can't talk much about him but he is for sure going to get plenty of opportunities and same book that us 75 to 1 i bet both of these last night <laughs> my uh my opinions there don't mean much even despite being able to win some futures at this book it's basically all i ever use it for both of these are for sure bets i love receivers on team, especially I don't think either of these teams is going to be good. 
So teams that are behind, they tend to throw the ball late. I'd love these guys to both get like 150 targets. That would be just lovely. I don't think, I think their ceiling for both of them is to be, you know, fringe wide receiver ones in their team as far as at least targets. So good, good target shares for either. And then <laughs> Patrick says, I'm working over us, working on a $67,000 rollover at BetUS. <laughs> that, is, that is tough. I had a, I had a pretty big one there. After I took some bonuses when I did some draft yeah. betting there. My goodness. It took a little bit to get through that. I think I'm, I'm rollover free right now at basically everywhere besides my bookie, which is just oh, that's a life sentence. That's not just a rollover. You're not trying. You're never, you're never getting through it at my bookie. That's just a thing. It's like a million time rollover and they won't take anything on anything. But they have the little bar that updates. You at least get to watch it slowly get towards nowhere. Yeah. Creeping, <laughs> creeping towards uh, infinity. Um, otherwise, yeah. Hit the old like button in the YouTube chat if you're in there. And yes, tonight I will shit on the Saints for an hour. Which I probably won't. That cheater, the cheater retired. We have a different coach. So it'll be a fun conversation. Check that out on the deep dive tonight at 8 Eastern. And Alex, best of luck in all your tennis all afternoon. Let's do it, baby. Now you have kids. I think.